We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Casey Smith, and uh, we were talking about GE. Before we get back into that, uh, let's give them an idea as to how they can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your financial questions and answer them on the air. Uh, if you would like to call our question hotline, it's one 429 9166 You'll call in. Leave your message. We'll play it on the air and answer the question right behind it. You can also email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. You can also call and talk to a human being. You can uh, get us at 770-429-9166. And then, you know, various other ways. uh, Go to our website, get your answers, uh, get your own answers to your questions, possibly, uh, if it's not too specific. Uh, by thumbing through the content we have on our website. Again, that's H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. The, uh, we've got a, a situation here today talking about GE. So this has been in the news over the last week or so. GE slashed their dividend in half. Yeah. Yep. Um, went from, what, 24 cents a share down to 12 cents a share. Yeah, per quarter. Um, and so, you know, we've had some clients asking us and, um, rightfully so, you know, what, what to do with GE if they hold it. We used to hold it in the portfolio. It's been about a year and a half. We sold it point. about a year and a half ago. Uh, we had some people who continued to hold it. One yep. of the main reasons was capital gains. Yeah, taxes. So that this is just highlights a point that we try to make all the time. I mean, just looking at some numbers earlier, uh, GE is down 20% since October. So about a month ago, it's, it's down 20%. Troy, Remind me, what's the long-term capital gains rate? Uh, it's well, it depends on if your you're not t- in the highest bracket. Fifteen percent. Okay. So is, is the uh, the most federal? Yeah, most mm-hmm. widely. So if you would have sold it a month ago, paid your fifteen percent capital gains, you'd be five percent better off today than you are today because yeah. you are now down twenty, and a lot of times you still have gains, right? Yeah. So There's the, folks that just are absolutely dead set on not paying tax. Yeah. And the reality is you're going to pay some sort of tax. If you're investing mm-hmm. in a taxable account, you must pay. That's like the gatekeeper. you got to pay the gatekeeper in order to spend the money. Yeah. You know, and but, you know, this is also one of the reasons that we um, bring up or tell people not to have. We never want you to have more than 10% of any one stock in your portfolio. And we prefer it to be less than 5%. Right. Because... What happens is when it grows to be a huge portion of your portfolio and then you've got all these gains in there, you're reluctant to sell it because you're going to have to pay the tax. Right. And then you're not diversified properly. And so you're letting, you know, it's it's very difficult. We see people all the time, well, you know, they don't want to sell this stock because it's at a loss and they think it's going to come back. But they don't want to sell this other stock over here because it's got a gain and they're going to have to pay taxes on it. Right. So the idea is just to not make any money and only yeah, sell things all, that are even. Yeah. I'm not really sure how that. Have it all tied you know, up in, in yeah. a stock you can't, you can't sell and, and eat it too. Right, exactly. right. And and, and, and it, you know it is human nature to kind of yeah. you know um, yeah. think that way and and I'm not you know trying to poke fun more so than to just try to let people know that you you really I would love to pay a lot of taxes you know <laughs> because, because meant- you know what that means I'm making a lot of money right yeah. and yeah. so that's the idea yeah. yeah I mean you're definitely not investing in in a stock to try to lose money or to break even 
right. for that matter. I mean, in, and within the case of GE, you know, another reason that people were hanging on to it, or, or maybe still are hanging on to it. Hey, it, it, I know that they're going through some trouble right now, but hey, it pays a great dividend. Well, <laughs> not so much anymore. Right. And so that's another thing that we look at when we're buying it. If you you have a company with a yield, I mean, a lot of times, you, obviously, the yield is a function of the price, right? So if yes, the price absolutely. is higher and they're paying the same amount of dividends in dollar terms, then the yield is lower. If the price goes lower, then the dividend yield goes higher, just the way the math works. So the price of GE gets beaten up a little bit, and they say, hey, it's a 5% dividend. Well, it doesn't take long to cut the 5% dividend down to 2.5%. Which is just what happened, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so here's the thing. I, Casey, you bring up a great point. Uh, when it comes to dividends, we've got a portfolio that we look at all the time. Uh, and all it does, all it includes is those companies that do pay a dividend. And, you know, the more robust the dividend yield, the better off it is to a point. Yeah. Uh, when In the current market, if they get near 5%, I start getting a little bit worried. And I start looking at what they call the dividend coverage ratio. Yeah. It's uh, how many times earnings can actually pay out the dividend. And it's a, a function of... Uh, number one, health of earnings, and, and number two, uh, you know, where the price is, as well as whether or not the dividend is actually sustainable. So, you know, when, when we run into some of those things, it's uh, it, you got to be real careful. Now, what was strange about that is when they cut their dividend, the price went up 2%. Yeah. Well, on I mean, the day. It, it's interesting because, uh, and, and I personally like what this new CEO, uh, Flannery, is doing. I mean, it, he's trying to cut down on some expensive right. expenses, uh, eliminate some some portions of the company that aren't performing as well and things like right. that. I mean, it seems like he's got at least the right uh, mindset to try to turn this thing around. It's probably going to take some time, though. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. So if you still like GE and you think the prospects are good, I mean, you've, it's fallen pretty far. Sure. Obviously, it's down 50% or something since um, about a year ago. Um, so, you know, it's 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 at a price point that is a lot more attractive than it used to be. And if you believe in the fundamentals of the company and that they might turn it around and you've got a long time horizon, you know, even if you hold it now, if you've got a loss in it, you can sell it, harvest the loss, buy it back in 31 days. I mean, right. It's probably not going to bounce back in 30 days. Um, uh, depends on where you bought it, of course. Yeah, it does. But, I mean, that's an option. You know, you might have gains in it. So, sure. you know, that, that's something If you've to held it about. a long time, you probably still do have gains. I mean, honestly, if you think about what's going on in somebody's mind, they've got this long, long-term long holding. It's yep. got a big gain, and they can't sell it or don't want to sell it. There's, there's one of two things you have to do to get out of this thing without paying tax, right? You either have to hold on to it until it's at a loss. Yep. which you don't pay tax on, or you have to die and give it to somebody, right? Yep. yep. And and there's really no or other way. you can way. give it away during your life. Yeah, and, and you I could, mean, there are you occasions. You give it away. Charity. A gift, right? Yeah. There are occasions when we meet with somebody that's older and that, you know, or, you know, fairly old, and they have a large position, and they're not going to necessarily need it. Right. You know, to live off of. So sometimes you can talk to them about that and go, look, it, it may be best for you to just hold on to it because it's got a huge gain. Sure, you can and, gift it. You know, and then when you pass away, it will get a step up in basis. Right. So, I mean, and, and we've also had clients, Casey mentioned this, uh, we've had clients that are charitable right. and uh, you know, give away uh, a fair portion of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you hand that off to your favorite charity, but whether it be your church or some other good right. cause, 
the church can, can take it, sell it, mm-hmm. and it's just like cash yeah. to them based on the fair market value in the in the market currently yeah. today. Uh, and that's a really good strategy if you if you're charitably inclined and you do have stocks that you know maybe uh, have a large gain but aren't necessarily meeting whatever your objective it is you're trying to achieve in your portfolio for whatever reason. You know, give those to charity. Don't give cash. Give the appreciated mm-hmm. stock. Right. And that way you're gonna. Yeah, you definitely don't want to sell a stock at a gain to get the money to give to yeah, charity right. because you know it doesn't make sense yes. at all. Because you get taxed and you're also Correct. giving away the Correct. the market value of the stock. Some so. of these reasons, though, that that people you know hold on to these stocks is is kind of interesting. I mean, if you look at there's this whole new field, relatively new field, yeah, relative. behavioral finance. Our latest uh, uh, Nobel Prize winner actually right. did loads of work in this. Uh, yep. Richard, Richard Thaler. Thaler. Yeah, Thaler, yep. Thaler. You say potato, I say potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, um, he, he has done a lot of work in this field, and it is an interesting field to think about just human psychology and now yeah. why people make decisions that aren't necessarily rational. I mean, when you, when you go to school for finance, <laughs> they make the assumption that all investors are rational. Oh, yeah, but all investors are actually human, and humans aren't really rational every Most time. of the time, they're not rational at that's all. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the reason that we wind up buying things when everybody else is buying and the price is high and yeah, exactly. selling when the market takes a, takes a tumble. And well, and that's why we money. use, you know, we even have other associates manage our own portfolios. Uh, absolutely. Because, you know, you can be... Even in this business, you can be rational about a client's portfolio and irrational yeah. about your own. Well, yeah, I mean, look absolutely. at GE. Uh, I mean, the common behavioral flaw, gambler's fallacy. It's not going to keep going down forever. Eventually, it's going to come back. Right? Sooner or later, <laughs> I, I roll the bones and win. It's the same thing as the dividend thing. You know, it's, oh, it's been paying a good dividend. doesn't really matter what the price is. I'm getting the income off of it. Yeah. Well, that's all well and good until that changes. Right. Um, until uh, you, you better watch that dividend close. Or if it's an emotional attachment to something, either, you know, right. maybe you inherited it a long time ago or you used to work for the company or your, your, one of your, your father or close relative worked for the company and you don't want to hang you don't want to get rid of the stock just because of an emotional yeah. attachment to it. And that could be the case here. GE's been around forever. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. uh, one of uh, Edison's companies, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. This has its origins in uh, the electrification of America. Right, exactly. But, yeah. I mean, you know, Dell, Kodak, yeah, Enron, Sears. Yeah. <laughs> How many of these? There, uh, I mean, yeah. GM, for that Loads matter, back in the recession. I mean, yeah, I, GM took bailout money and folks that owned it uh, or owned their debt even yeah. uh, wound up in a bad spot. So just because it's no been doubt. around for a long time doesn't mean it's going to be around forever. Exactly. When, um, it's not a reason. When GM uh, took, took that, yeah. my dad went and bought a Ford for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, you know a lot of folks did that. It's <laughs> That's the other <laughs> emotional <laughs> bias, isn't it? You go and I'm buy done. Some. They took the bailout. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Well. I, I didn't let that sway my decision when I'm <laughs> buying a truck, but uh, some people did. Mm-hmm. You see a lot more yeah. Fords these days, and uh, Ford did make it through the latest recession without taking government money. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll do it next time, but no, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, they they did fine. They were able to weather the storm, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, KC. So uh, I guess we've we've beaten this subject just about to death. Huh? I think so. Yeah, I mean just. It, you got to keep your total portfolio in mind, not just thinking about one company. I mean, you you got to be diversified. That's going to lower your risk overall. Make sure that you've got exposure to a lot of different non-correlated areas. I mean, I joked around about the painting earlier. It's not 
entirely a joke. I mean, if you wanted to have a small piece of your portfolio in fine art because that was a non-correlated asset, we wouldn't have a problem with that as long as you keep it within reason, right. you know, 5%, yeah. 10% of your max. Right, and, and there is a difference in fine art, something that might appreciate over sure. time, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, things that you just like. Um, I think, you know, another good point to make on this, though, is this is why we and our philosophy tell people that we don't um, build a portfolio around the income that you're going to receive from the assets mm-hmm. because you never know when a company is going to cut its dividend. Um, you know, we look at it more from when you need the money. So, right. you know, it's if you need money in the next 10 years, it should be in a fixed income investment. Yeah. Yep. I made the point a little earlier that on the day GE cut the dividend, price went up 2%. Mm-hmm. It's still down over 50% year to date, right? Yeah. And why was that? Because I think everybody knew they were they were having problems. They, mm-hmm. they were in potential peril of losing that dividend. Uh, yeah, it's you know, built it, in, just like we talked about with right. the tax reform. And a lot of this stuff is, I mean, the price is not based on what we know today. It's what we know today plus what we expect to happen in the future. Yes, it's uh, the market is always forward-looking. Yeah. And who, who can get excited about a 2% pop in a single day? When they've lost 50 plus exactly. in the in the exactly. eight months prior, I mean, and they it, it's lost tough. half of the dividend. Yeah, going and forward. right, and now they've lost their cash flow, which is the basis of of mm-hmm. valuation. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it's kind of a tough deal. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.